ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello, everyone. It's Lawrence. I'm editing the podcast right now, and I am just coming to the realization that I hadn't plugged my microphone in. The podcast is fine. I haven't lost another episode, but I do sound a bit crap in this one. It's not unlistenable, blah, 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 or whatever, but it is a bit of a downgrade in quality. So I apologize for that. I will have my microphone up and running again next week. Very sorry. Please enjoy us talking about Ted Lasso season three. And stick around because at the end we do have a little new segment that we're excited to share with all of you. Goodbye. Have have fun. Not goodbye. I'll I'll see you in a minute in, in the in the episode. Hello and welcome to another happy pod. My name is Nathan. And today, I'm joined by my co-host, Lawrence, who I'm mad at and I'm grumpy today. Oh, oh no. I'm a grumpy boy. Sudden vibe change. What have I done? Hello. Hello, Nathan. Who are you? I'm I'm Lawrence, and yes, no you don't care. No one cares what's yeah, the show about. Yeah, you don't about. care. This is the show where we talk about pop culture, movies, TV shows, games. We try and have a good time. Don't always succeed. Don't like negative Nellies, uh, so we avoid them in the group chat. Uh, why are you mad at me? I'm mad at you, Lawrence, because I wanted to do an episode on Spider-Verse because I've seen it, and so have you, um, but you refused to change, and you wanted to do Ted Lasso. So I, I, I thought, let's give the people what they want. Let's do an episode on Spider-Verse. When it's out, it's hot, it's fresh. Who are these vocal people that... <laughs> <laughs> who who our, is this consensus based on? Our, our listeners, our, they've been screaming out. They've been messaging us. They've been DMing us. It's it's been relentless. And um, and yeah, I want to I want to give the people what they want. But I've been stifled by the enemy. You know why? I want to see it again before I talk about it. Because he didn't like it. Apparently, he didn't like it. He hated it. He told That's him not himself. <laughs> He, t- he's, he saw the trans pride flag in, in Gwen's room and then immediately <laughs> went on a Twitter tirade. It was quite, quite revolting, if anything. It's a good thing Nathan logged in and quickly deleted all those tweets before anyone saw him. That could have been real bad for us. Yeah. Well, thank you for saving the brand, Nathan. How have you been? I hear you're, you've been spending a lot of time on Animal Crossing. I've been grumpy. <laughs> okay. Move past it. I want to talk about it. We just did talk about we can't, it. We can't even talk about it next week as well, because we're doing that shit movie you want to do or whatever. We can swap them if it makes you happier. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I feel like I, that was a nice fair compromise, and now you have no reason to be cross. I, just, I know, I wanted to do it today, I just went cross. I'll forget about the movie by next week. What did you ask me? How's your island? You don't need to know about my island. It's I my wanna, island. Everyone else might. Look, I've been playing Animal Crossing, alright? 
Get off my back. <laughs> I'm not on your back. I'm, just, I'm merely providing you an avenue to express you, your enthusiasm. You just want to ruin my creativity. <laughs> you want to stop me from having fun playing Animal Crossing. Look, if you want the true reason why I want to hear about your Animal Crossing, it's because I too have a story, and I don't want to monopolise the real estate of the of the intro. So I'm allowing you to tell your story. So today's episode, we're talking no, about... No, come on! <laughs> Alright, fuck's sake. Go on, what's your fucking shit story then? Alright, I'll make it quick. Uh, I am not a sporty man. Neither of us are. I went uh, to a nice community game of rounders uh, over the last couple of days. Um, Rounders, uh, for our international listeners, is like baseball, but not really. Yeah, it's like baseball, but a lot easier and I'm pretty sure there's less rules. It's it's British baseball and it's for kids. What actually is the difference? I don't think there is one, really. It's just that we're we're British and, you know, we have that weird xenophobic thing with Americans where we're like, well, that's American, no thank you. Um, well, not us, boomers. Like that. So they're like, so they're like no thank you, this is rounders, actually. Yeah. Um, but I think they're mostly the same. Baseball, you use like a hard bat, and I think rounders is more of a soft bat, isn't it? Yeah, this. Well, I mean, this. This. It's hard to tell because this wasn't a professional rounders game. Well, there is no professional. It's for kids. It's a kids game. <laughs> it's a children's schoolyard game. Come on, tell that to the community I was playing <laughs> rounders with. Were they all ten years old or younger? No, it was. It was a healthy mix of of like mid twenties to like early fifties. I'd say. Oh, that's not a group I want to be a part of ever. <laughs> Yo, I, look, I hate to tell you this, but age range, you are slap bang there. I, I am out of shape and yeah. not well adjusted to sports. Yeah. I stupidly chose top right fielding position, which is basically where most people bin the ball. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of running, and then in trying to get someone out, I dived and I fell over and I hurt my knee. And I've grazed my knee and I had to sit out. So I basically, I just thought you'd all get a laugh out of that. Just picturing me stumbling over my own two legs, uh, grazing my knee, and then sitting on the side of the rounders game. Do you want me to say you're a very brave boy? Uh, yes, and and offer a, a kiss to heal it. No to both. <laughs> Come on. No. That's very nasty. Yeah, well, you don't deserve either. Speaking of sports, <laughs> what are we talking about? Fucking the Being Kind football show. You like this show, what do I you do, mean? I do like it, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got me onto this show. I know. We actually is this the first show we've covered season one to three all the way through consistently? No, we covered season one to four of Rebels last week. Oh god, don't remind me. <laughs> I've actually blocked that from my fucking mind. And people have listened to it all, surprisingly. Clearly. <laughs> we got a me- we got a message earlier on Twitter, they did the hashtag two supple boys, which um I salute you, brave soldier. <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm glad some people are enjoying it because yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, we recorded it and then I edited it and then it's been out of both of our minds for that long. Yeah. You got me onto this show um, and I was stubborn about it. <laughs> Consistent As you theme. often are, <laughs> about literally anything I suggest that you don't want to watch. I did watch it and I, and I ended up binging the first season all in one day. And we did season two. Uh, we've done episodes on both seasons. But season three is here. It's just It's just ended. Um, by the time this comes out, might have just ended, but yeah. What? Like a week ago or so. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> of the show? You can sum up your feelings on the show, but like maybe just this season three as well. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a podcast, Nathan. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a pretty good show. Okay, okay. Well, now we've clarified the extra medium on top of it. <laughs> Thank you for your generosity with one extra word. You're welcome. I enjoy it. It's, um, look, I know it's not fucking groundbreaking, hard-hitting drama or anything. It's not fucking, you know, the most intense creative writing blowing my mind with revelations and all this sort of stuff each week. It's not supposed to be. For me, it's a very comforting, very heartwarming show for the most part, um, which just makes me feel good when I watch it. Like, every... Uh, well, I say every Wednesday morning. I didn't ever watch it Wednesday morning. But, like, whenever I got the chance to watch I usually watched it Friday nights, to be honest. Um, but every Friday, whenever I watched it, like, I'd finished work. I was ready for the weekend. I just put on Ted Lasso. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is just... It made me feel warm and fuzzy. And it just made me forget that the world is a mostly horrible and terrible place full of people like you. Oh, God, God. <laughs> that was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Caught me so I was like nodding along, bopping my head, like, yeah, that's a good point. So I like But this. no, but like full of your mates. Oh, and then I'd go on Twitter and then I'd see your mates and they'd be like, Oh, the being kind football show. Oh, fuck off, go away. Um yeah, it came out in like the height of the pandemic, so I think ever it was like a welcome show for everyone to be like, This is as you called it, I think, in the first episode, like it's just a nice break from the world. Oh mate, that was like two years ago. I have no idea what I would have said during <laughs> that first episode. I was a different man back then, for real. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. No, you but you you obviously you turned me onto it, and then we did an episode on it. So like we were we, back then, we were selective. Now we'll do an episode on fucking anything. <laughs> Not Spider Verse, apparently. Oh shut up. <laughs> uh, no, but it was the nice break from the world, um, and it's it's obviously set in some sort of like different. Different, just a different, very optimistic take on the world where like people can yes. be nice and it pays off and it always rewards you for being kind. People can be nice, but people can also be Emperor Palpatine. His, his office is Emperor Palpatine's throne room. Oh god, it is. Yeah. And his and his co- his costume in the finale is. Yeah. It's just Sith robes. Yeah. He's Palpatine. <laughs> It's not a bad correlation, to be fair. Um, yeah, so I, I really, really enjoyed seasons one and two. Um, I thought season two, like, it, it obviously, it, it veered into this kind of more nuanced kind of mental health um, show. It, like, veered into more, like, if someone is constantly optimistic, what does that actually do to them when no one's looking? I'll be honest, I hardly remember the first two seasons. Do you not remember, like, having an opinion on them, though? Uh, broad strokes, yes. But, yeah. like... Like, stuff came up in season three, and I was like, oh, what's this again? Like, I should have probably rewatched it before, but I didn't. Um, and then, yeah, like, there's that two week stretch before where everyone's like, I should rewatch it, and you should, oh, I'm doing something yeah, else here. I was really watching Rebels. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's was, there was like characters that showed up, like, especially in the last episode. I'm like, who's this then? Like, what's, what's, what's their story? What's going on here? Like, like, broad strokes, I remember. Yeah. Well, um, maybe. Do you remember Sharon? Is that the therapist? Yeah. Yeah, she's in this briefly. Yeah, I think she shot her, she shot her scenes on a lunchtime somewhere. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I don't know. Season three, I'm kind of conflicted on, like... Cause no, I, no, shut Lauren, up. Lawrence hates movies at twitter.com. No, because I like... I mean, you're right. Like, I, I, it's not the kind of show where you expect, like, fucking A-standard gold-tier shit all around, right? It yeah. is just a fun show. But then, like, seasons one and two were, like, fun and good TV. And I just think season three... I don't know. It feels it feels muddly. It feels like there's, like, a great season in there if they got rid of, like, I don't know, 50% of the show. 
if it a lack of focus is like kind of the term do, do you did you see what i mean about like a lack of kind of direction almost i mean yes yes i can but you enjoy the show parks and rec yeah yeah all right would you say that every season of that is fully focused and has a full clear direction like every episode is building towards this thing and this is the goal and we're not going to deviate from that it's all going to be in service of building towards this goal no but i also don't think that this is a sitcom like it is a it's part and part of sitcom but then like it's a it's it's a little sitcom for me oh but yeah i mean look it's a comedy for sure yeah but like it in doesn't... a situation yeah, look, I, I see where you're going. Like, I know I know it has the trappings of a sitcom, and I do think it like probably started as one. Just because it's an hour long rather than thirty minutes. No, but it, but it's not the time. It's like the it, it veered into like more serious subject matter. Like a lot of the, like you said, it's like it's a feel good show, but then every now and again it will just emotionally crush you. And I know that Parks and Rec and like The Office can do that. Yeah, but also so did season one and season two. Oh yeah, no, I don't have a problem with it being a drama. I just like I I would I would approach Parks and Rec and The Office in a different vein that I would approach this. But also that's that's based on watching season one and two. And, like, not a sitcom to me, it's funny. It feels more like it is building to an overarching thing every time. Like, when was the last time, like, The Office had a had a big cliffhanger of, like, one of the main people in The Office switching sides and being, like, emotionally fucking devastated? And Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, no. it, I do feel like it's a no, different type no, of show. No, 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 wait, what? Like, Nate, in season two. Oh, okay. Like, you're not getting that kind of stuff in The Office. I mean, Jim works at that other office for a little while. <laughs> There. He doesn't turn to the dark side before doing so, does well, he? Well, no, but he has that fallout with Pam. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You know, you, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ryan was a bit of a cunt, and then he was kind of alright. Nah, he's always yeah, but, a cunt. Yeah, but whenever Ryan was a cunt, he was laughing at Ryan being a cunt. Yeah. No, I don't know. I just feel like I, I just feel like for for a while it didn't feel like it was doing anything. Like I want to stress, overall, I think the season's like cool. I like it. Right. Like there wasn't a single episode I watched, and I was like, I hate what this is, what this is becoming, or whatever. Yeah. But I just feel like a while ago we spoke about how this is the show that like it's one of the only shows that from the beginning we're like three seasons and we're done. We know what we're doing. We're yeah. gonna do that, and then we're done. And we were both like, "Whoa, that would be cool!" Like I like I like the idea that it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and they already know what it is. And like having watched season three now, I I think that was bollocks. I don't think they knew what they were gonna do in season three. Yeah, I can see that. I kind of agree. Yeah. I just don't care. I, I don't know. It, feel, it feels weird. It feels different. It feels like a different season of a different show in some parts. Why? I feel like there was a lot of, like, in season one and two, I feel like there was a lot of, like, emotional honesty. Like, there was the scene where Ted breaks down in Sharon's office and you get, like, the, the, the wool's been pulled over her eyes and Ted, when he wants to be, can actually be a bit of a dick mm. when his emotions come flooding out. I feel like... Nate's build-up happened, um, and then you get to see Nate explode at Ted, and it's obviously the big... It's been bubbling up on the surface for so long. And I feel like in this season, there's so many things that you, you kind of want to see, and things I was excited to see and that we don't see. Like what? Like Nate leaving. Like, we don't see that. We don't see a scene of him, like, confronting Rupert at any point. At no point did I expect or want to see a scene of Nate confronting Rupert. Well, no, but just because Rupert was being a twat to him all season. 
So it would have been nice for him to have his like defining moment. And before you know, like we see him write the letter to Ted, and then the next episode he's just back there, and Ted's there, and there's not like you do get a conversation with him a bit later on. But like it would have been cool to see him give Ted that letter, and like Nate's a fun part of Nate's character has always been like defiant over his ability and but when it comes down to it he's like kind of a bumbling awkward guy it would have been cool to see that interaction i don't know i just feel like there was a lot of stuff that we didn't get to see okay <laughs> tell me you have an opinion please oh no, not really again no um i just don't care um no no that's not fair to say um the rupert thing he's a dickhead he's always a dickhead he's a dickhead throughout the entire show I don't think I was never like he's not a dickhead tonight. He's just a dickhead. I think he's, he's a ne- dickhead tonight. What? How? He tries to like he he says about the it being a boys' night and then he intentionally yeah yeah that's a dickhead thing to do. But like what what part about that? Like what kind of comeback does Nate need for that? Ah, oh, you're you're a prick. Who cares? He's above that. I think the fact that he just leaves. I think that's it. That's all he needs. He doesn't need some big moment where he can be your evil. Because we know that. We know he's a dickhead. Yeah, Why no, have I a whole that. scene where we can just have one character tell us something we already know? <sighs> yeah, but I feel like it's sometimes it's important to see that the characters have those moments. Like, we already know it, yeah. So, like, let us see it. Let us experience it. Like, or another one for, like... Um, I don't mind so much that we didn't see Ted telling Rebecca because I thought it was a nice episode. By the way, let me leaving. just be clear. I didn't like the last episode. I thought the ending was kind of uh, not bad, but just not necessarily as as good as I thought it could be. But overall, I think the show is pretty good. Yeah, I do, I do think the show's overall was pretty good. I think that mostly does come from seasons one and two, though. Like, I mean, I mean, season three. Sorry. Oh, I sure, sure, sure. Yeah. okay. But but what was what was you gonna say though? You was gonna say like another thing. So like the I don't mind so much that we don't see Ted tell Rebecca that he's quitting because it's a nice like you know how like every scene there's a bit where Rebecca goes down to his office and they make a joke out of it in this one so like I don't have any big news for you this year. Yeah. And Ted's like oh I I do and then it's a night you you understand that you see exactly where that's going and. Well, do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, because the whole the whole episode building up to that has been like. Ted and his mum dancing around telling each other what they think and then when Ted says um, when Ted's mum tells him his son wants to see him like it's obviously implied that Ted will then be like yeah I should leave you see I I would massively disagree with that I would say that that was an intentional misdirect that ending there because when he's like hey I got one and then the episode ends I was like oh he's gonna tell her he likes her they're gonna fucking yeah and I was not the only one with that. This was a very big thing, okay? Um, he's like, oh, shit, he's going to... And then cut to the very next opening of the very next episode. Rebecca in her fucking pyjamas. It's the morning she's in the kitchen. Ted walks in. Like, there's this very clear language, like, we just slept together. But then, yeah, no, misdirect again. See, I, I, when, they, when he came out of her bedroom and is like ruffled hair and PJs and stuff. I was like, I shat myself then, but that kept, for me came out totally out of left field. And I really? was like... Well, yeah, because there was, there was no... Bo- the whole episode before he tells Rebecca that he quits was him... Was Not like, even the moment where he pulled the matchbook out of his pocket? I just didn't... I don't know. I didn't... Maybe I... I don't even remember that. When does that happen? In that same episode, I think. Yeah, I just didn't... Re- I, I've got no, like, reasoning behind it. I just never read it like that at all. Because there, there's been no... 
set up for Ted liking Rebecca, I thought. If they were to get together, when when I thought that for a second they had slept together, I genuinely was like, what the fucking hell? The, I think there's a lot of stuff about Ted and Rebecca throughout the it, whole what, show. What, fan stuff or the show? No, the show. Remember that Christmas episode? Yeah, I, I, I know what you... Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see it like that at all. Watch it again. Bizarre. Uh, what, and that think... was... A, people, a lot of people thought that? A lot of people thought huh. that. Yeah. I don't know if it immediately followed. I can't remember exactly where in the episode it was, but the the scene of Ted and his mum, mm. like, and and the whole the whole fact that it built up to Ted's mum basically outbursting, being like, "Your son fucking needs you." I thought that was like Chris. Maybe it's because I know as well, like from a meta point of view, I know that it's the last season. I was in my head. I was like, "Ted's obviously going to leave. He's going to go home." Yeah, I thought that too. But I thought Rebecca was going to go with him, and even the fact that in the last episode there is like a. 12 different opportunities for Rebecca to go with him or for him to stay and that type of stuff. There is, like, so many moments where, like, something could have happened, but it didn't. And that's fine. I don't necessarily need that to happen, but... So I, I thought their connection was more along, along the lines of, like, Ted came into Rebecca's life despite him only being there for vindictive purposes on her part and made her life better, like made her, made everyone. That's the whole thing of the show is Ted's influence spreads positivity and makes people the, the best kind of versions of themselves. Hmm. And I thought that she was keen to hang on to that aspect of him. But yeah, no, I never read it like really romantically. I could see like some points where they were like having a bit of a flirty back and forth and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Do, I suppose because after the Amsterdam episode as well, I just thought that that guy was just going to come back, and then he did. I never thought we'd see that guy again. Really? And it's so much so that the end, the ending of it, where we do see him again, I thought, oh, it's... Oh, you didn't like it? No, I hated it, to be honest. I thought it was really? Just, yeah. I thought it was just very, like, ah, uh, let's just sweep this under the rug very quickly. Let's just tidy this up in a nice, neat little bow. I thought, to be honest, I thought it, I thought it was lazy writing, to be honest. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can I can see the reunion being lazy, like because it was a bit contrived that he's suddenly a pilot and he happens to be at that airport. Yeah, maybe there's some hint him being a pilot in the episode, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, prob- he probably did at some point. Yeah, but I don't know. I um I liked I, that the Amsterdam episode is my favorite episode of the whole season. Yeah, me too, but probably for very different reasons because you're a homophobic. <laughs> what? No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I have a note that says like some of the best. The, I think one of the best storylines in the show was the the Colin coming out and it being paired with Trent. Trent, I love happily. Trent. How good is Trent? How yeah, great, great is Trent? He's got great hair. He's always got his cool little pride mug. He's got great little t shirts that he wears. Yeah, he always looks amazing. I like Trent. Trent can stay. Trent rocks the salt and pepper look. He does like yeah. no other. Yeah, and when he was like Colin, I'm gay. I was like, I know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> There, there was there was a small part of me. Maybe this is maybe you didn't read this like this. Maybe this whole show is going to be us having wildly different interpretations of stuff. Um, but I, there was a, a moment I was a little bit concerned um, where Trent sees Colin kissing his partner in the alleyway, and he like has a look on him, and I was like, "Don't you dare tell anyone." Never once occurred. To me. Really? <laughs> never, never once. Because I was like, "No, he's gay. Like <laughs> Trent's gay. <laughs> he's he's so obviously gay." <laughs> like, has it has it been like I'm, I'm here talking like TV terms? Like has it has the canon been established that Trent was gay before? But... Never officially, but like you know. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, right. I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fair enough. No, I love that whole storyline. That the, the um, I do think there was a misdirect with. Um, 
Isaac's initial reaction to finding out Colin was gay and it being yeah. the very, uh, what I'd assume is the very kind of, like he immediately takes it as an attack on his character that he wouldn't be deemed trustworthy enough to be told. Yeah. Which is obviously so far removed from Colin being like, no, it's just the more people that know, the more risk there is. And I'd like to live in peace and not constantly terrified <laughs> that something is going to come out about me. Yeah. Um. I no. I loved. I loved that whole thing, and I like. I like that this this season also established like who are the kind of the more mates of the team. Like I didn't realize that Colin and Isaac were as close as they were. Well, just going back to the the Amsterdam episode, the, the thing I like about that, um, again, just just really made me like Trent a lot more as a character. I mean, I already liked him, but just getting to know more about him, um, mm. and his and his history and stuff was really nice. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know it until after the episode, but. The, the place where Colin and Trent were sat, it's the it's what's called the Homer Monument, which is just a place in Amsterdam, which is just there in dedication of like um, a lot of gay men and lesbians who have like faced persecution over the years and that oh, sort wow. of stuff. Um, so that was really nice to see, um, and and yeah, just just a really great episode overall. Like not just the Trent and Colin stuff, but also the stuff going on with Ted and him kind of like. Losing his mind and ended up in a very funny American restaurant. Yeah, um, and and uh, and and I did as much as I like, wasn't a fan of the ending of it. The even the Rebecca and uh, the the other guy stuff was was quite fun to see as well. So I, and I... and just the fucking the B plot of the team just trying to decide what to do, but yeah. not being able to figure it out. I, I love that, just the level of indecisiveness to waste your whole night yeah. staying in, figuring out what you want your night to be. Yeah. Um, I see, I loved the, the, the mm. Rebecca and the, that guy. Um, mm. I loved, like, I don't know, I just felt their whole, it was very, like, meat cutey, and it was, because the episode was quite long, it felt really, it was just nice to see, I thought. It was nice for a one-off, for a one and done, for a, we'll always remember that one night, we're, we're two strangers. It's it's very mysterious. Let's have that one night, and we'll always remember it. But then the fact that it's then some, oh, I don't know. It just it cheapens it. I think it 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 takes the shine off that one night. I, I I know what you're saying, but I think also that's down to maybe an uncertainty of like we don't we're probably not going to see them again. Maybe is there stuff on that? I've heard whispers about spinoffs and stuff. There may be spinoffs. I don't I don't know. But there may be spin-offs. I wouldn't mind seeing a spin-off. I would put money on there being a spin-off called Nate the Great. No, that'd be awful. Spin-off about the AFC women's team would be quite fun. That would be quite cool. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. The Diamond Doggettes. <laughs> There's got to be a better thing for that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's got to be a better one. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I do see what you mean about it taking the sheen off it a little bit. But I quite liked that, like, she... With, obviously she's never I don't think she ever really had proper love with Rupert it was more it was no. obviously a very toxic marriage from the beginning no I did like that moment where like they went to that fucking billionaire constant who oh, I remember hating him in season two and he's back and I was like oh yeah I remember why I hated you not from like a oh you're a villain point of view just the weird cartoonish overacting that oh I didn't the, like. the super league billionaire guy. yeah yeah, yeah that guy was like that. didn't like that guy at all <laughs> um weird inclusion in the show um but but i did like the moment where like uh rupert and rebecca go to that meeting they end up having like a little bit of phone or whatever and then rupert goes in for a kiss and she's like whoa yeah what the fuck no yeah. no no 
no, 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 no. You small idiot. No, mm. goodbye. What a I, I love man. that that was the fucking turning point for her arc yeah. as well, because it was like, it, that, that was like, obviously no one needed it. Be, no one needed to be told it, but she needed to see it. Mm. That it was like, it was never her. Like he literally the second he is, he gets a, 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 a modicum of a fucking green light from any woman, he just goes. Yeah. And, and, and she's just like, yeah, she and and for, I think from that point onwards, she's anytime anyone mentions Rupert, she's like, "No, I've washed my hands of it. I couldn't give a fuck. He's a tiny, pathetic man. He's he's an idiot. He's a yeah. pathetic little krillatine cunt." Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You said you got notes. What else you want to talk about? When season two ended, I was quite prepared for like a more of a war between Nate and Ted. Not a war, but like a a battle of Nate trying to constantly prove his talent. Mm-hmm. And Ted being like, I know you're talented. Like, I don't... What is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was quite pleasantly surprised to see was way more of just Nate immediately being like, good, I was signed. Everyone thinks I'm a great manager. I can't step out of the house without people being like, what a great guy you are. Mm-hmm. He's like revered at his local restaurant by the owner, a place that he's previously been quite swept under the rug and ignored at. And then, like... You see, like, three episodes in, he's just so unsatisfied. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, no, I kind of just wanted people, like, give a shit to like me, rather yeah. than everyone to like me. Yeah. Um, which I really I really liked, and I like that the, the um, I can't remember the character's name, the, the waitress that ends up being his partner. I think it's Jade. Jade, it is Jade, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really liked how, mm. um, how she kind of came back into it, and because we always thought she was just kind of unimpressed in season two. Mm. With his big kind of like larger than life, look at me kind of attitude. But then like she obviously was into him, but she was just like, this doesn't, this is not me. I I don't give a shit about any of the grandeur shit. Like I just, I like you as a person. Mm. Um, No, I just, I just really liked Nate's um, slow humbling, but it never felt like it was, it never felt like he was blamed. No. Because you can see like obviously the relationship he had with his dad was the reason why he just looks for appreciation by anyone. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I I liked the fact that the season two set him up as like season three's big villain. Yeah, and immediately season three was like, there's more under the surface, and we're bigger than just being like he's a he's a bad guy. He's he's a character, and he like true to the Ted Lasso way, just needs a second chance to prove himself. Fully agree. It was very funny though when um, the Richmond team came after they found out that he ripped up the believe sign. It was very funny when they all come out the stands, just giving him the death stare. Yeah, that, that was, was very funny. <laughs> but he does. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> as a character, he does deserve yeah. those moments. Like, he was a prick. Yeah, but yeah, he was. But he apologizes and like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like, and I do like it, how the team come to him and they're like, <laughs> they're like, do, do you want to come back? And he's like, I don't know if I can. And Isaac's like, okay, can I get 25 kebabs? 75. <laughs> Is it 75? 75, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's just eating kebabs. Yeah, throughout <laughs> like most room. of the rest of the team scenes. <laughs> yeah. Even Rebecca's got one. <laughs> yeah. See, that, that's that's what I go to Ted Lasso for. Just like a real silly fucking thing like that. It's, yeah, and that's what I like. I like... The reason I like it so much, and I think I probably said this on the, the last time we spoke about it as well, but, like, bro- broadly speaking here, I'm not being general and specific, but, like, broadly speaking, football can be quite toxic. And, yeah. like, football fans, it can be a place and a community... 
and, and you see it all the time, like fucking football hooliganism and riots and all this sort of shit, and like fucking our team's gonna fucking kill you and all just the worst of the worst it can be. But what I like is that it takes something that can be very toxic, but turns it into just the most like wholesome, healthy depiction of just male friendships. Yeah, and the, which I th- I don't think we get enough of that to be honest. Enough of like healthy male friendships in media enough. Um. But this show, it does it in a great way, for the most part, which I which I really enjoy. Sometimes it builds up some great male friendships and then just backtracks on them in the last episode for no reason. But for the most part, it's, it's quite good. It, it would have been so easy just to take that scene out, wouldn't oh, it? So stupid, man. It's How so... did that get past the writers? Jamie is probably my favourite character of season three. Yeah. Which is a lot to say because I fucking hated him in season one. Yeah, like his character development, he's he's like he's so good of a character. His character development has been great, and in the third season, he's a great fucking member of the team. He, you can tell that he really loves everyone. He's built like a great relationship with everyone and stuff, and he has changed and brought himself around massively. Um, but just the moment where he like uses fucking Keeley's video against Roy just ah oh, it's just so gross it's just so fucking creepy and wrong yeah i like hated I, it man i genuinely was like cuz of what we've seen from Jamie up until that point like when he said mm. like that video was for me yeah i was like oh god if they like is it like has it built up to the point where like now Jamie is going to mm. express some enormous guilt about pain upon Keely and no. Roy and then yeah, but the fact and then when it like it there was like a split second of past and I saw Roy's face turn angry, and like and I was like that was like jealousy, not you really upset her or you caused her like immense embarrassment and whatever. Mm. I genuinely was my jaw hit the floor and I was like they didn't just weaponize that as like a as a as a fucking advantage over Roy. And then you go back to the episode where, like, that video came out. A great episode. Um, and Jamie goes to Keeley's house and he just fully apologizes for it. He owns up to it. He says, it's my fault. I was a fucking idiot. I didn't think about the email password. My password's password, but it's got two S's. So <laughs> no one would have figured it out. Great line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and, he, and he he's genuinely sorry. He's genuinely upset that it's his fault that that's out there. Um, you know, Keely, she's lovely, and she's like, yeah, it's fine, you know, it is what it is, and all that sort of shit. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like, just to go from that, just to be like... And as well, like, even the fucking episode before that, we had this whole episode that was like, oh, it doesn't matter who... They're not doing the love triangle thing. Like, they're just, all three of them are good friends. They're all three good friends, okay? This tension doesn't really matter they can just be good mates and then it was just nah don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... I, I wouldn't like maybe this is like blasphemy to some people mm. I would not have cared if the love triangle subplot just fizzled into like what's more important is being mm. cool with one another yeah not about who gets the girl like their friendship shouldn't be and has never been defined on it up until that one scene I was yeah. just like, why? I, I tell you, like you mentioned, Jamie. The thing that I love, and I think season three cemented it. The show has always had a thing about dads, and specifically with um, Jamie and Ted. And I, I love. I don't know. Just some, there was something about the episode where, like, 
Ted is intrinsically fucking like upbeat and happy and overly optimistic. And so is his mum to a degree. And when his mum comes to visit, like I said earlier, there's, there's that tension the entire time. Like, what is it that you both need to say to each other? Because mm. you, ha- you haven't obviously communicated healthily in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and it gets down to that point. And it was all about how, like, Ted's mum just didn't really comfort Ted and didn't know how to deal with Ted's dad dying. Mm. Uh, and that resulted in Ted just kind of bottling it all up and just being overly, like you know, happy-go-lucky about shit. And then, like... Like, because from, from season one, you're led to believe, like, Ted's way of doing things is better than Jamie's. And Jamie is a prick in season one. But when he goes back to his mum in season three and Jamie starts talking about his dad, who is, like, a drunk and, a, like, obviously some sort of abuser, like, it the difference in seeing how Jamie... Well, we see his dad. We see uh, his dad in past seasons. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm saying, but, like... Yeah. yeah we, we've never seen them in a the context of, like, a family environment together. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously his mum has bad experiences with him as well. Um, and I just Side think note, it was really when, interesting. Um, when <laughs> one of the funniest lines in this show is when they go see Jamie's mum and uh, <laughs> he's and she's just hugging him on the couch, just, like, comfort him. And he's just <laughs> just like, someone on Twitter said my hair was... Was blonde? I'm like, it's not blonde. It's Honey Mist Auburn. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's another thing. And she's like really comforting him as well. Like yeah. it's the world's biggest tragedy. And she's like, oh, my poor baby boy. And he's like, I know, I am. <laughs> but that's like that. But that's the thing that I think is so good because it's like Jamie may have been a prick, but this entire time he's been able to just lay his head on his mum's lap and talk openly and honestly about how he feels. Yeah. And it's like, it kind of almost shows you, like, Ted's way of doing things isn't better. He just has a positive influence to spread. Yeah. Um, no, it's really cool. I love, there are some, there are so many lines in this that wouldn't be funny without Phil Dunster putting on that hugely exaggerated Mancunian, well, Man, Man, Mancunian? Mancunian. Mancunian accent. Mm. Just, yeah, there are so many extra lines where, like, he doesn't need to pronounce things the way he does, but it's so yeah. much funnier because he does. It is very funny. Less actual football, I thought. Yes, uh, but again, the uh, I think we mentioned this last time, but the football scenes we do see, it's like <laughs> the only time I'm ever excited about football. <laughs> like, I want to get a Richmond shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this show, in the last season, uh, sorry, in the last episode of this season, mm. the show did the impossible, mm. and it genuinely made me... You know, the, you know the winning match? Yeah. Halfway through that, I went... Would I like football if I gave it a stab? Like, if I gave it an honest go? No. If I, like, chose a team? No, because the thing is, though, we like this when it's shot dramatically. You can get up-close angles, and it's, like, probably, like, about five minutes. (laughs) But, like, not when it's 90 minutes and it's all the same angle. (laughs) And the the plot, like... The, the plot always brings it down to like they're neck and neck in the 90th minute and I'm like, who's <laughs> yeah. going to win? Whereas most games, it's like nil-nil. I'm like, that was a fucking waste of time for Great. everyone. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's talk talk about the, the finale. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, overall, I think I liked where most people ended up. I feel like the way they went around getting there was a bit weird. Did you think that Ted is going to get back with his wife? Um, not necessarily. I can see why. Because of the weird. Because of like guy. during the football game, and he was like, 
Oz is boring or whatever. And like yeah. Henry was like clearly like fuck you, cunt. Um, <laughs> and Michelle, is it Michelle? Yeah, it's um, Michelle, yeah. Michelle was was clearly annoyed with him as well. And during the game, like he got further and further away from them as well. Yeah. Um. So maybe, but I don't know. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> I mean, either. But Quite like it, that it's just like a healthy divorce. Yeah. And they're both better people for being out of the marriage. Yeah. But I don't think he's ever. I don't think Ted has ever really moved on from it though. Really. No, probably not. But like the, that, that I told you, that was when you got me into it. I sat down to watch the first episode, and the mm. moment I was in was the ending of the first episode when he sits down and has see and opens up his phone to like divorce papers being emailed to him. Yeah. And immediately I went, "Oh, not happy show. Yeah. <laughs> like, somewhat sad show." And I, yeah, he may have never got over it, but like she openly said to him, like there was that beautiful scene where he was like, "I'm gonna let you go." you don't need to feel bad about not loving me anymore. Yeah. And I can't keep calling you wrong for feeling the way you feel. Like, that's just such an amazing scene in this show. And then, yeah, I don't know. I felt like if it, if it was teasing that they get back together, I was like, I don't think it don't. is. I don't think it is. Yeah. To me, there's, no, there's nothing really that suggests that. Like, because at the end of the day, even if it doesn't work out with Michelle and... Doctor Cunt, then like <laughs> she they they still broke up because she just fell out of love with him. Like Yeah, like I don't think that's the only necessarily viable options changed. are not this guy. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think that's necessarily changed. I don't think there's anything to indicate that at all, really. It was just maybe this isn't the next guy or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um did you like Sam's restaurant? I did. I did. I loved Sam's restaurant. I loved Sam's dad. Uh, mm, Sam's oh, dad yeah. was, was so fucking lovely. A beautiful man. Um, I loved like his his outfit as well. The like traditional robes that you are fucking dripping, my guy. Um, he arrives at the like at at the at the grounds. Yeah, and he is just everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, this guy's French. Fucking unit of a man as well. He's massive, but also there is just that that gentle giant trope that I love. You take the biggest, fucking beefiest dude, and you make them just the most wholesome, loving guy ever. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, he was just great. A, just a beautiful scene where like Sam is obviously see. I can't remember what Sam gets this upset about. I think it was the restaurant. It was the restaurant. He got it. vandalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was obviously because he spoke out because, against some racism person, yeah. Yeah, so there was the the Home Secretary, very clearly parodying... Uh, at the time, the Home Secretary was Pretty Patel. Yeah. Um, at the time, this would have been filmed and written, is now Zoella Braverman. Both cunts. Yeah, they're, they're both... <laughs> both to, to, if you're not from fuckheads. the UK, completely interchangeable women with yes. the same ideas. They may... There's just a, a literally a, a different skin on an yeah. avatar. They're just fucking both absolute fuckheads, um, and and yeah, and like the Home Secretary in this, I can't remember what her name, but it was something that had like alliteration, like Pretty Patel. It was like yeah. Brenda Barman, like I don't know, but some shit like that, you know. Um, Kate it was cli- yeah, it, it was, was clearly yeah. It was obviously they and they haven't been shy about that in the past, like they're no. parodying real people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah. Um, and, and yeah, he, she fucking said some racist shit or whatever. And then he said like, oh, you're a cunt or whatever. And then, um, she said, 
uh, maybe you should just stick to dribbling or something, which is actually uh, a real thing that recently happened to, um, what's his name? I want to say LeBron. Uh, in football? No, because he's... Uh, basketball. I, basketball or football, could be either. I is LeBron know. James not retired? No, he's still played. Do you mean, was it, because I know there was something that happened with Marcus Rushford. No, 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 he's definitely an American football okay. player. Yeah, I, I or American then, yeah. sports. Um, let me look at it. I'm 99% sure it was LeBron. How is LeBron James still playing? Isn't he like, I know he's not old, but like, isn't like anything in your 30s just way out of the game at that point in sports? Uh, not necessarily. He's That's where you normally yeah. get like 10 good years. He's a, he's a basketball player. Um, so it is basketball. Um, is he currently playing? Yeah, he's playing for the LA Lakers currently. Oh, yeah, that so, would be LeBron James then, yeah. Yeah. Um, LeBron James, Ted Lasso. Remember that meme where that kid went, LeBron James? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, the, someone said, like, very just a very similar thing happened to, to him, basically. And where yeah. someone said to him, like, you should stop talking about racism and just focus on dribbling or whatever. And it's like, fuck off, can Yeah. I just no, I just love the sequence where like Sam just comes in, smashes in his locker, and sees his dad and just melts into him and gives him a big yeah. hug. Yeah, um, very very sweet. Fucking dropped, <laughs> dropped the Sam and Rebecca plot line like fucking hell. Uh, I I feel like they resolved that in season two, didn't they? They they did, but I've never seen a show more like we're sorry about doing that. By the way. <laughs> oh no, I don't think so at all. Really? I think they, like, were well hush about it. They mentioned it? Yeah, I don't think they mentioned it. I think it was more like, Keely was like, well, what about Sam? And she was like, no. They referred to it, yeah. I, to me, it was just something that was resolved. It wasn't, oh, let's yeah. sweep that under the rug. It wasn't that. It was just, it's done. Fair. No, I don't know. It felt, to me, it felt like they were like, because I know a lot of people didn't like that. Really? Yeah, as far as as far as I can tell, why? Like, I don't know. I think a lot of people were just like, I, I don't even think it came down to the age thing. I think it just a lot of people were like, it was the shock of Sam being like, it, it was the shock of it being like a team player for the sake of Rebecca needs a love interest, and it felt very like forced. Oh, he said, I thought it was nice to be honest. I like them as a pairing, but like, mm. I I would have preferred it if maybe they like didn't actively pursue it and were like sleeping with each other. I would have preferred if, I don't know, it just showed Rebecca, like it doesn't matter what people look like. They, there's articulate and well-thought and well-read people out there for her. And it's maybe not this child. <laughs> like, like, child is strong. She He's... calls herself. She's like, oh God, I'm a pedophile or something in season two. <laughs> I know she's not. I know she's not. But like, yeah, it's harsh. I like I liked it, man. I liked them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's, I don't know. I liked it. Fair. Um, speaking of stuff, I wasn't too keen on. What yeah. do we make of uh, Keeley's? What was a was partner for quite an extended period of the show? Um, being the the billionaire, Jack. See, I liked Jack at first. Yeah. And then she was a cunt. Um, and then I didn't like Jack. Um, 
I was Jack is in another show that I really like. She plays um, a, a an astronaut turned president in uh, For All Mankind, which is quite another Apple show. Um, and she's very is good that in that. Joel Kinnaman on the moon. Joel Kinnaman on the moon. Yeah. Um, she's great in that show. So I was automatically like, oh, I like you. You're going to be good. Um, and she's gay in that. And she's the president, which is also very cool. And she's mm. like, and she holds a press conference where she's like, my fellow Americans, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> so in right those fair. words, please? No, not, not in those <laughs> words, exactly. But she does hold a press conference to come out. Um, my fellow Americans, cool. I'm gay. I'm gay, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. Sorry, that's like a big, big plot point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was but thinking just, that's like season one, episode yeah, one or something. No, nah, it's like season three. It's like, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but it's a good show. You should still watch it. Um, uh, what was I saying? I feel like it's been out probably long enough, has it? Uh, yeah, about a year. Ah, they've had time. Yeah, sure. Um... I feel like she was very intentionally disarming. Like when you when you think of like billionaire taking advantage of people, it's normally like which uh, rich white man, like an Elon Musk shithead. I never thought she was taking advantage of Keeley. Not. I don't think. I don't necessarily think taking advantage. That's the wrong word. More just like for Keeley, like... it was everything, and for Jack, it was like this is like chump change for me. If it makes you happy, run your little business. I never really got that sense. I just, I don't know. I felt like she, she was splashing out twenty four seven about the gifts, and it was it was a lot of buying affection kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, but she, I never. She was never like like holding the business over Keely. I think she no, not holding it over. But the second that Keely was displeased about something, the business went. She pulled the funding for it. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, she's a cunt. Yeah, but, but not not that, but more like her reaction to the video and all that sort of shit. Like and. The fact that she blamed Keely for it, which is yeah, just cunty. Um, I want to live in Keely's apartment. It looks really nice. It does. Well, they're, they're all like fucking millionaires, aren't they? You Colin's that. house. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're fo- fucking professional footballers, man. They're like, they're like fucking ninety grand a week or whatever. Mate. Oh, oh, that in the finale, Colin. Um, when everyone was rushing the yes. the pitch, and Colin's partner came out. They had a little kiss on the pitch, which was very nice. That was very, very nice. I did very like that. Very cute, yeah. Is, let's 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 get wrapping up. Was there any parts of the what was what else was in the finale that we didn't touch? Uh, Beard got married to Janine. Yeah, possibly uh, the worst shot. Oh uh, yeah, team. just a very bad green screen, Stonehenge at sunset. <laughs> very. I like, I for, I forgave the entire show. Where yeah. they were clearly football. not on a football pitch. Yeah, the football games always look a little bit dodgy, but you get that. You, you, they got to fill in a whole fucking audience and shit, man. Like, yeah, no, you I'm, can't get that many extras. No, I'm absolutely fine with all that. Like, like yeah. I say, I don't come to it for that. But don't put your wedding at Stonehenge at sunset with a million people that aren't there. There. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, they was all there. They was just in front of a green screen. Yeah, true, and probably yeah. not all on the same day. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, very much a, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, her, yeah, horrendous shot, happy for Beard. I liked his monologue, his reasoning as to why he gave Nate a second chance. Yeah, yeah, I liked that too. That was that was a great scene. Uh, yeah. Beard has always been that character that I feel like gets one amazing scene per season and then it's just completely in the background for the rest of it. I like, I like Beard. He's very, I don't know, just a fun character. 
is weird. I think. Yeah, I love the the yeah uh, the moment where I think Roy was supposed to do a press conference, but he couldn't do it, so Beard was doing it instead, and it just cut to him just screaming at the <laughs> fucking at the press. Just I, I think it was about bands or something. Yeah, like best guitarists in yeah. the seventies or something. Yeah. yeah, which was very fun. Yeah, it, I don't know. I just feel like overall a pretty good season of TV. I just think they there was a lot of talk about get in, get out three season plan we're done and they did it it did it is done it's done they did it (laughs) and it was three seasons and it was three seasons um yeah and hey it was never about ted so maybe there'll be a spin-off yes i did like the book subplot i quite liked that i liked why ted crim uh trent crim was in the on like around the team for that long that was a good reason yeah he was writing his book just hire him let him hang out I'll give it a year until they release a version of that book. Yeah, probably. As like some sort of merch or Didn't something. Didn't they do that recently? With something? Probably. It was like a book and a thing and they're like, here's this book. You can read it. You can buy it. <laughs> it's real. It's real. Uh, probably, but I don't know what or where. Me so. neither. Cannot remember. Be interested in seeing a bit more if they do some more. Happy to leave it there if they leave it there. Well, Ted Lasso, the show is done, I think. Yes, yeah. Ted Lasso is done. I don't think we're going to see Jason Sudeikis back. Um, and maybe that's for the best. Um, <laughs> what did you think? No, no, not in like a mean way or anything. I just feel like that's kind of wrapped up now, I guess. Ted, Ted, Ted feels done. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the way it ended and everything. And like, and like, like you said on Trent's book, you know, it's it was never about him. It's, it's about everyone. Um, and I feel like... That's like the best summary of the show for me. Um, So if there is a spinoff, look, if if it's just fucking, I don't know, the same show, but without Ted and now it's called fucking Richmond AFC or whatever, or just fucking Roy Kent tries not to kill everyone or whatever. (laughs) Like I'd I'd watch it, man. It'd be good stuff. What do we do now? We've got, we've got a new thing that we're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Throwing it right back. (laughs) Uh, it's yeah. We're, we're going to do little recommendations uh, at the end of every episode. Now we're just going to leave you with a little little thing that maybe we've checked out on that week, uh, or maybe we've been checking out for some time uh, that we we would share with you and we'd suggest you check out yourselves. Have you have you got one prepared? I do. Hit me with it. I am going to recommend the YouTube channel Gabby Bell. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Um, it's just someone who makes video essays uh, about anything, just anything oh. fun um, going on. Um, and they're, they're very comedic, very fun, very well uh, edited and put together. Um, I've been watching a lot of her videos recently. Um, there's one on Indiana Jones hat and how it like um, the origins of it and how it like drove her, like a whole fandom insane She's done videos on like Waffle House and how it's the most bizarre restaurant chain in America and how it's like used by the government to track hurricanes as well. What which the is fuck? yeah. <laughs> which is bizarre. Um she's talked about like the um how the music industry is like geared now towards TikTok and like the kind of ramifications of that and stuff. Um, I think that ring that topic rings a bell. I think I've seen a thumbnail for that. You very well may have. They're they're all quite popular videos, and they're like really well done. She presents them 
very well. She's like very Gen Z. It's all like very a lot of stuff like memes and it's just very fun and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's really good. The music uh, industry and TikTok, and then insert he needs some milk or just something. like literally, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like literally, yeah. Um, it is all very well uh, done and and yeah, very very funny stuff. So I I would definitely recommend checking out some of her videos because uh, I've been like just diving into them this week. They're they're all quite good. So yeah. I'm embarrassed now. You've gone significantly smaller and more like creator friendly than me. <laughs> well, I didn't uh, know this was going to be the fight. <laughs> and here Lawrence is to shill for some billionaires. So, <sighs> Look, in, the in show billionaires, yes. <laughs> Everyone else, no. Right, okay, my, fine. <laughs> I feel really bad now. <laughs> All right, mine, mine was mine is the TV show Succession, which. When started, was not very popular. Now I'm realizing is a mega hit, and a lot of people have already seen it. So if you're already if you've already seen it, you can ignore me. But if you haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've been trying to get you on it for some time. Well, try it. Is your, your chance? Sales pitch. Okay. There uh, you go. Just four seasons of great drama. Uh, it's it's very it's it's kind of about these billionaires and their. Dad own their dad is Rupert Murdoch, basically, in everything but name. And he has three kids, four kids technically, but three kids that are the main people. Uh, and they're all in the running. The, the dad that owns all the media corporation, his, uh, he is like in his late 80s, I'm fairly certain. Mm. So essentially the entire show is a ticking time bomb of who can be in his best good graces by the time he dies so that we can take, take over the company. No, they all, none of them love each other. That's pleasant. It is, but it is, it is corporate knife fighting. Like it is just, it's just people fucking people over. It's very like pessimistic and the worldview is extremely negative, but also very reflective of a current American landscape. You see, like, I know that, like, I, I know like generally what the show is about and you've said this to me before and I'm like, none of this sounds appealing to me. Like, I don't, I have no interest in watching billionaires fight over more money like, but, that, no, but, but it, the, the show isn't like like it, at no point is it going whoever has the biggest pile of money is the winner like they it, it's quite clear that even the people that win top jobs they all suck and it's all for nothing it's it's far more it's it's far more focused on the family aspect and they're far more focused on winning and it's well fair. lawrence i like when the little mustache man is nice so, so do I. I like that too. <laughs> I'd rather watch a nice mustache man and his little football team than billionaires just be mean to each other. Look, it's gripping drama. It's some of the best TV I've seen in a long time. You know, like the the edge of your seat Game of Thrones in its glory days kind of thing. Yeah, it's like that. It 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 I, it just gets just, me. <laughs> there's something about a succession. I just cannot comprehend it in my head there's just like everything i know about the show i just cannot just there's no logical par which which can connect like what i know about it to like the reaction that it gets and like the yeah. like you say this game of thrones stuff i'm like there's no way like there is it, like i feel like everyone's lying everyone's <laughs> just in on this big joke and they're all just making it up. Maybe I'm being Truman showed. I don't know. I could very easily find out and just watch it, but I never will. 
good. <laughs> but there, there is the meme that I quite enjoy where it's like people that don't watch Succession, like while like people watching people that don't watch Succession watching Succession Twitter when a new episode goes, and it's like apparently this was the biggest moment I've ever seen in any TV show, and it, they just post a stock image of a businessman JPEG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that is true. Yeah, that is literally no, but like that is true. That that yeah. that is a thing. Um, but yeah, check it out if you haven't. If you, if it's not your cup of tea, it is very pessimistic on its approach to the world. So maybe if if you, if, you, if that's not your jam, then it won't be your cup of tea. Yeah. No, like I said, I like when the mustache man is nice. I will say that what we're doing next week is going to be very fun, and it's going to be this. So are you like a cow or a Dalmatian? I am the spot. <laughs> it's not funny. And wowee, what a great time we'll have. Truthfully, don't know what it is. So we will find out, I suppose, together. Uh, give us a little follow. We are on uh, Twitter at AnotherHappyPod. Uh, you can give us a little follow there. And they will. you will also see a post which goes up every Friday at 10am, which will tell you when a new episode comes out. And you will never miss a Spoiler fun alert, it's show Friday at 10am. Uh, we do have another podcast, uh, which is called Still Got Legs. It's all about Docky Who. So if you don't like that, fuck off. Yeah, um, you'll have no fun if you're not a fan no of the show. No fun. Um, yeah, it's all about Doctor Who. We're getting close to the end of season two now. It's a rewatch podcast where every week we watch and then discuss an episode of the revival era of Doctor Who. Like I said, getting close to the end of season two. Um, having a good fun time. Um, and the devil is here, or whatever. So Yeah, that is happening. That is there true. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, anything uh, anything of note on Twitter? No, it's all just dead. All just read, the, read the thing you're reading now, just to Spider-Man give us Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is currently the highest rated movie of all time on Letterboxd. Well, there we are then. That seems like... Like, like I like the movie, but that seems like reactionary. That seems like... Yeah, it's it's the opposite yeah. of review bombing. It's like the positive review bombing is just as annoying as negative review bombing. I don't know about that. It's less hateful. <laughs> yeah. So, like, review bombing is mostly down to like racism and homophobia. Really. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's as bad, but um, <laughs> it's like when people say uh, toxic positivity is a thing. I'm like, is it? Yeah. I'd is rather be bombarded really? with a million. Oh no, you're too nice. You. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I'd rather one of them. That must be said. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? Um, no, Happy Pride Month to all our beautiful gays out there. Um, should we? Ones. Should we change? Should we change it to a gay logo on Twitter? We could do. We could do. I'm if down can, to do it, but I feel like it's also up... the corporate thing. No, but we're not corporate. We're we're fucking, we're not making any money, man. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, Rainbow washing, I think, is the term. Um, oh, because, is that? Okay. Because I'm gay. So, there we go. True. 50% of this business... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to take that literally. When I design the, the, the June logo, I'm just it's going to be down the middle and the rainbows end in the yeah. middle. Well, you get working on that because it's already the 4th of June at the time of recording. So we're, we're a bit late. But by this episode goes up, maybe. Who knows? We'll do it now. I'm not going to do it now. It's like at 10 o'clock at night. And? I'm not doing it right now. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> you won't, though. I will. No, you won't. I will. Will you? Yes. 
Set a reminder right now. All right. Hey, Siri. Set a reminder for tomorrow at 9am to make gay logo. Okay. Nice. There we go. Press the thing. Oh, you can do it in post, man. Just put it there. It's so much easier. I'm going to talk all the way through it. Fuck you, Lawrence. Never happy pod. Never happy pod. Happy pod. Fuck you. That's what you get for not doing Spider-Man. Fuck's sake. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.